you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Turkey. We are fired up on a Friday. Week 7 is underway. My name is Kay Adams. Thank you for joining us. Peter Schrager, Hall of Famer Chris Carter, wrapping up his duties with us. And your energy is off the charts. Let's do it. Kim Jones is here. Let's go. Having your perspective at the breakfast table, and I'm glad that you're here because I'm sure you came for National Tight End Day. I, absolutely, That's I mean that, that was here. part of the contract. <laughs> so. Okay, so this is something we've been celebrating all week and all season. You guys want to do some highlights? Let's do some highlights. The Browns and Broncos. We were talking about this game yesterday. We're like, what are we going to get? This is actually a really entertaining game. And if you're a Browns fan waking up this morning, you're thrilled. You're like, wait a second. We're alive! Baker, torn le left labrum, so he would not be playing. We're going to find out latest status on him, but Case Keenum comes in instead, but the Broncos would not go away quietly into the night. A gritty, <laughs> tough, the Ernest Johnson Case Keenum-led win. Browns fans, you're four and three. We're going into week eight, and you're over 500. De Ernest Johnson, nice to meet you. You got to meet Aaron Andrews. Let's hear what you had to say after the game. Angry runs. I mean, I think you got. You'll know a lot about that tomorrow on Good Morning Football. But you were just making so much happen out there, and you see the reaction from your teammates. You had to have seen when you made that move on Patrick Sertan. The excitement from Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. I mean, what was that like? I mean, it's great, man. You know, the O-line did a great job blocking, setting up all the blocks for me. And I just went out there and just trusted what I seen, you know, trusting my eyes and trusting my ability. You know, it's, it's just great, man. It, it's, it's just a great feeling. And we're happy for more on him in just a little bit as you bring in Ian Rappaport. Von Miller left the game. We saw it last night. Not good. What's the latest with the Broncos' all-pro pass rusher? And it was Case Keenum last night. What's the outlook for Baker Mayfield for the rest of the season? Well, for Von Miller, he left the game after kind of banging knees with a teammate trying to rush the pass run. It looked at first glance like a knee injury and a little bit concerning. Then we find out a couple minutes later the Broncos announced 
It was actually an ankle injury, so a scary injury, and it does seem, as Von Miller said, after the game that he dodged a bullet. But he did say later that he could have returned to the game, could have toughed it out, but the doctors would not let him. He believes that he is going to be okay. He's going to have an MRI today just to be sure. But it seems that he came out all right. Now, Miller did also say his pride has probably hurt more than anything else since he talked a lot of stuff before the game and didn't actually deliver. Meanwhile, the Baker Mayfield injury is an interesting one. Of course, we know he has a fully torn labrum, expected to have surgery after the season. They believe after the season is something that would be realistic, that would be able to tough it out through the season. And Baker, during the pregame, told Jay Glazer that he also has a fracture in his shoulder. From my understanding, it is a non-displaced fracture, uh, something that may not even actually affect his timetable. When they have discussed when Baker is going to return, it has not been, okay, we'll take a couple weeks and then we'll be back. Okay, we'll see you after a month. Okay, we'll put you on IR. All of the focus has been on the 31st, the next game for the Browns. As Kevin Stefanski said after the game, Baker's timeline has not changed with this disclosure. They did get Jedrick Wills back. That was huge. Their offensive line performed so much better. He's so important to that offense and the way things work. Stefanski called a beautiful game. So they might be looking ahead to next week, but we're still chewing on what we saw last night. Thank you so much, Ian. Talk to you in a bit. Case Keenum, Dearness Johnson, a breakout star last night. What did you take away from the big Browns win, Chris? Huge win for the Browns. If you're talking about they needed everybody, anyone available. Um, the storylines, the earnest there, uh, what he's been through, the overall perseverance. But I'm going to go back to what you talked about yesterday. And you talked about Steven, Kevin Stefanski and his ability to coach at an elite level. And I don't think a lot of people, when they look at Cleveland, they don't think that they have one of the elite coaches. But we do. And if you look at that, that trickles down to the assistant coaches. Stump Mitchell, mm. one of the great coaches that we have in the league. His top two guys are out. What does he say? I'm looking forward to the opportunity. He takes these young group of guys and gives them an opportunity behind that mammoth offensive line. So for me, these are the types of wins when organizations, it can change the face and the character of the organization. Hmm. Everyone's down. Everyone's out. How do we win? We go deep into our roster. We con um, consolidate the game plan. And the last thing is, NFL teams, you're always trying to save money. Don't save money on your backup quarterback because last night was the perfect example of your backup quarterback. He's a professional backup getting a much-needed win. What do you think of Stump Mitchell's beard? Did you see it on the sideline? Oh, I've seen it. I only have a little bit of facial hair, so okay. I couldn't even grow a beard like that. But that beard right there is a five-star beard. You've got some stubble going on trying, there, Stray. Kim, what do you bit. think? <laughs> About his beard? No, 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 no. not the game. <laughs> Listen, you heard Dearness uh, Johnson mention Stump Merrill and also mention uh, Stump Mitchell, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. and also Mike Prefer last night, the special teams coach of Cleveland. Those are the, the two men probably mm -hmm. that he interacted with the most, right, early on. Yes. And he signed with the, with the Browns in 2019, but before that, got on drafted out of South Florida, spent a year on a fishing boat to make money filling coolers with mahi-mahi. A buddy of his said, come on, you can work with me, you know, make some cash. He did that in the meantime, but never gave up on his football goal uh, and, and didn't have to wait very long, to be honest. And like I said, the Browns signed him in 2019. They have Chubb and Hunt in the best of times, in the healthiest of times. They don't need a guy like this on the surface, but this is roster building. And I give the Browns a lot of credit for that and to have at least some foresight about this young man. Maybe they didn't see last night 
night coming exactly, but they thought he was good enough to make a difference. Lo and behold, their best two running backs are out. And instead of saying essentially, oh God, what are we going to do now? They had an mm -hmm. answer. Guys, not every team in the league would have that answer. Oh, and it's a credit to the roster building, it's a credit to the young man, yep. and it's a credit mm -hmm. to the coaching, and it's great. And I, I would go on that same thing. Like, they beat the Denver Broncos. This wasn't they, they beat the Ravens. This wasn't that they went in there and they beat the Buccaneers. They beat the Denver Broncos, a struggling team. That said, they beat a team in the NFL with everyone injured. Like, they were so downtrodden. That is a mm -hmm. huge win. And I'm going to give some credit to Case Keenum. I don't know if he starts the rest of the season. Ah. I don't know if he starts another game. Case Keenum came in there and does what Case Keenum is meant to do. Like you said, a professional backup. And that's not a backhanded compliment. That is not a slight at Case Keenum. Case Keenum was so calm and so ready and so available to go. I mean, we laugh at these names yep. because mm -hmm. we're here at the table and this is a team that has Odell Beckham and Nick <laughs> Chubb and Kareem Hunt and they're winning with Case Keenum and Ernest Johnson and Johnny Stanton IV. Case Keenum got paid $18 million to come to the Cleveland Browns and a lot of people rolled their eyes and said, wow, that's a lot of money for Case Keenum. He made every yeah. penny of it worth mm -hmm. it because he's keeping this team alive, and he might have to do it longer than just this week. It's so true, and there's these brilliant, and he did it up against, by the way, a Broncos defense that's supposed to be one of the best in the league. It hasn't. It started out that way maybe the first couple of weeks and now isn't. To add to the sort of, <laughs> we're just giving the Browns love this morning, much deserved. Uh, Stefanski, the brilliance of the opening drive and the final drive, I think, to sort of show that is not what you expect out of a banged-up offense. First drive, Set five plays, 75-yard touchdown drive, punches the Broncos in the mouth right away. So this is what's going to happen. And by the way, they ended the game. They got the ball back. Five and a half minutes left. Their lead was cut to three. They marched right down the field, and they killed the entire clock to close the game. I also think it's a credit to this guy, Kevin Stefanski, that we have a third running back, Ernest Johnson, finally getting his turn, his time in the light, but he still has it. He still has it. Rather than punching in that last touchdown, he knows to go down. That, to me, is mm -hmm. good coaching, and that's uh, that. I saw that and was like, man, Stefanski's the man. Yeah, one of the things I thought was amazing after the game, listening to Case um, talk to mm -hmm. our crew, he talked about the mental reps. He said, I understand as a backup, I'm not going to get the reps that the starter's going to get. But when they call the play to Baker, mentally, I'm going through the front, the coverage. He said, that is the reason why I can come in as a backup and not look like the game is moving too fast. Also, he talked about going against the Browns' defense. Mm -hmm. Their best defenders give him a great look in practice, which made him ready for that Thursday night game. Great slate of action coming on Sunday. Let's break it down. This is how it happens. 60 seconds on the clock. We call it a mad minute. The three of you share those 60 seconds to tell me what I need to know about each game. It's a rookie quarterback showdown. Jets, Foxborough, Patriots, what are you looking for in this one? Triggs, kick it off. Uh, the Patriots had a really heartbreaking loss against the Cowboys. They were in it to the end. They go to overtime. They lose. It's like, okay, but this is one of those teams where you should beat, and they have beaten them before, and they did give Zach Wilson struggles. I'm not sure about this Patriots team. They're 2-4. and four. A lot of people have buried them. I feel like they could still do something this season, beat the teams you should beat. Mac Jones... He can get by this defense. I think that the Patriots take care of business, but I, you can't lose this one. Can't go 0-5 at home. I'm not being a bad guy when I say this, I promise. Here's what Zach Wilson has to do against the Patriots. Not throw four or more interceptions, and he's going to be able to claim progress, and the Jets are going to be able to claim progress. Again, I'm not being a bad guy. He threw four the last time. They were never going to win that game. He has to at least give them a chance to win that you game. you got 10 seconds. Patriots, for the first time in 20 years, are concerned about their division. Lost to Tua. Buffalo definitely has a better team. How are they compared to the Jets? Their dominance in this, this division is over. Oh. 
Oh, at the buzzer. Forty-five last night. There you go. 18 in the first. <laughs> Boom. The Patriots. What's going on here right now today? Jesus, I don't know if I can handle all this for the whole show. The Patriots have won 11 straight over the Jets. If the Jets pulled off a win, that would be pretty incredible stuff. The Chiefs going to Nashville to face off against the Titans. What are you looking for? Kim, kick this one off. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. He's amazing. He Watching him against a, a really good, what is now a good Buffalo defense. Mm -hmm. It was incredible the other night. Good luck tackling him. Hey, listen, I listened to Peter. Peter said something happened in Washington to Patrick Mahomes. So I went back and watched the game, and what they did was they got back to the fundamentals. So not these spectacular plays, but getting to the top of his drop. I think our boy Hammer is going to have a little presentation on some of those things. Kansas City getting back to the basics. That's how they get it done. You're all flame. I, I love Mahomes. Always have loved Mahomes. Never have left Mahomes. <laughs> he just, left you? I just, no, I just had balances. <laughs> young no, he's flirted. He's flirted with Josh Allen. Guess who leaves the league in touchdown passes? Guess which offense is still number one in the league? It's still the Chiefs. Their offense is great. They just have turned the ball over. It looks like they've tightened things up. Now, I know it was late in that game where it took for them to get it together, but they scored 21 points, like boom, 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 boom against Washington. I think this is the highest scoring game of the weekend, and I think the Chiefs do come out of Tennessee with a win. Do you think they were like humbled, and now it's, he's saying back to basics? Is that what it is? Because there was this air of like. I think there was a real hangover. It was so sloppy. They had so many turnovers and so many interceptions, and I would think they've gotten past that. Mm -hmm. we'll Nick see. Bolton, didn't you want? You don't want to wax poetically about him for 15 seconds today. Nick Bolton, <laughs> you better have a picture of Derrick Henry in your bedroom, waking up and seeing it. Derrick Henry, by the way, the numbers to Kim's point are MV. They're insane. 921 yards total, 10 touched. Touchdowns. It's week seven. He hasn't even. He's played six games. It's unbelievable, and that is well ahead of where Adrian Peterson and Danny Tomlinson were during their MVP seasons, which is pretty incredible. And I like this game for both sides because it means so much. Chiefs lose. Sky is falling. Titans win. That's great. Yeah. Both ways, it's going to be great. So Washington traveling up to Lambeau. There's another good one. Battling it out against the Packers early in the day. What intrigues you, Chris Carter? Aaron Rodgers, it seems, is starting to get that look. <laughs> and I believe this could be a special year. They start listening to Aaron. He's able to add Cobb to the roster. Now they go out and get Wynton Marcellus, a little pass rusher along the way. I'm expecting a big run by the Packers. This is a good football team. It's amazing because I feel the same type of deal where, like, they haven't even hit their stride and they're still 5-1. and one. Like, they haven't even looked good and they're still 5-1. and one. Washington hasn't looked good, and I don't know if that changes. Uh, Jack Del Rio's defense, it, it, it's built on pride. It's built on pass rush. They're last in the NFL in scoring and in pass defense. Everything. Yep. Wow, I, it's amazing. a brutal way that this thing has gone, and I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is the cure for that ailment. You're either reading my mind or I'm re reading yours, but Washington's <laughs> given up the most points in that division. It's not the greatest division in the league either, by the way. I'm anxious to see if that pass rush, I know they've been a little better lately, a little bit. Can they get on track and be dominant? We, it was a given they were going to be dominant. They really haven't been for long stretches. Aaron Rodgers and company went. They lost to the Saints in horrific fashion mm -hmm. week one since then. Aaron Rodgers on an absolute tear. They've won five straight. He's thrown 12 touchdowns, just one interception. The Bengals uh, head to Baltimore. They have an AFC North showdown against the Ravens. I can't wait for this one, Peter. This is your game of the week. Yeah. This is it. This is the only game on the slate with two teams with winning records. And you're going to watch all the games. But this is the one that I'm circling as like, what are the Bengals? Because I know what the yeah. Ravens are. The Ravens are going to win games. They're going to be fine. They're going to figure themselves out, and they're going to be just okay. What are the Bengals? Are the Bengals, are they a team that can go into Baltimore and beat Lamar the way Lamar is playing? Are they a team that can compete with them? I'm fascinated to see what version of the Bengals we get. Not that I'm not a believer yet, but this is a statement game for a team that some people are still waiting on before they say, yep, they're one of those teams. Well, and the Bengals are a top-five scoring 
defense. That's what I would say the Bengals are right now with a bunch of guys kind of put together mm -hmm. without a big star among them. Everyone collaboratively doing his job. It's amazing how good a defense can play when that happens. I'll be interested to see them against Lamar, though. Their receiving core for the Bengals makes the difference in this game. In watching hmm. the first part of the season, their wide receivers have been very effective, not only against zone coverage, but against man-to-man. -man. One of the things that stops young wide receivers from being successful is the inability to be able to get off bump and run. Hey, if you bump those guys in Cincinnati, it's going to be problems. He's saying it's a statement game. What statement do the Bengals make if they win this game? Well, I mean, look what they've done already. Look what they've done already as far as Pittsburgh. Look at their roster. Look at guys being added to that roster. The Bengals, they just have to follow up on what they've already built on this season. But what is this win against the team that's sitting by itself at the top of the AFC this is, divisional rival? What does it mean? This is what I don't want to do. Because I've seen teams like the Bengals. Okay. They lose a game like this. We put so much emphasis, and then we go back to the same way. No, this culture has changed. Mm -hmm. They have a stud at quarterback, yeah. and he has talent around him. It does mean a lot, but this is not do or die. I love They've that. already beat Pittsburgh. I yeah. think that means you like the Bengals. You're a little sweet on the Bengals. You're trying to protect them. I like it. A little Southern Ohio there, <laughs> yes. I got a little love for the Bengals. Finally, double revenge game. Dun, dun, dun. In L.A., it's Lions taking on the Rams. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you, Kim? Yeah, I mean, this may not be the best contest of the weekend. Um, I understand Jared Goff probably wants to play very, very well in front of Sean McVay, but it's Matthew Stafford who's been fantastic so far in that trade, obviously. Uh, and watching him last week, you know, there was sort of the notion on Sports Talk Radio, Peter, I know you listen as well mm -hmm. sometimes, that game was really up for grabs against the Giants. No, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. The left tackle, Whitworth, the quarterback Stafford sat out the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That thing was over long before the final whistle. This is going to be difficult. I haven't heard this guy's mention. He's one of the biggest stars we have in the league. Aaron Donald. Do you know how many times Aaron Donald went past golf in practice and told him if we were live, I would have bust you? <laughs> Guess what he gets? He gets the opportunity to get after one of his former teammates. And that's one of the things people miss. You tell people, then you play them. Aaron Donald's going to get after him. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see what version of golf we get because mm -hmm. it's been a weird week. Obviously, Dan Campbell had his comments at the press conference, but also there's this, like, sarcasm of, like, oh, Jared Goff revenge game. Ha, ha, ha. Not here. Everywhere. It's just mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, Jared Goff re revenge on what? Maybe he does vote play well. Maybe he does make that a game. And God, may what if he wins? Like, there is that possibility. I, I, I know. I know. I'm here for it, though. I want to see a young man who, like, had everything, you know, going right, and now I there. I, I'd like to see him I do, I do too. No, is, I do do you think he's going to be demonstrative if he does well? Like, That's is he going to give no, it like a... It's just not I, him. I caught up with Cooper Cup. We'll get to more. I know you're talking underrated receivers, you and Chris, later in the show. I caught up with him yesterday, mentioned golf, mentioned, like, what's it going to be like? Any awkwardness? Absolutely zero. Thinks he's the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. He'll dap each other up and then take care of business. Yeah. Golf has never won a game where Sean McVay wasn't his head coach. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. Back on your screens. We'll sell it back with the news. And Sunday, of course, is George Kittle's favorite day of the year. It is National Tight End Day. Now, the Bucs are hoping to have their future Hall of Fame tight end back on the field against the Bears. Rob Kowski, of course, has missed the past three weeks with injured ribs and lungs, but was out on the practice field doing some running on Thursday. He didn't participate in practice, but being out there is a good sign. Gronk with four touchdowns and three career games against the Bears, by the way. The last time we saw Tom Brady against the Bears in week five last season, he had a brain freeze and what down it was as the Bucs lost the game. This time, he'll do something he's never done in his career, as we mentioned before, face an opposing starting QB from Ohio State. Strange, but true. TV 12, of course, a Michigan man. So this news even shocking to him. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not going to say anything too inflammatory about Ohio State. <laughs> that's what you're getting to do. But I'll have my time. Usually Ohio State. This is Michigan State week, so I can kind of – those are the guys that I can kind of go after. That's interesting. Why, why is there not a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks in the pros? There's a lot of Michigan guys over the years, but not a lot of Ohio State guys. Now, we know of a former Ohio State wide receiver who's done pretty well for himself. He actually wears a gold jacket. He's co-hosted this past week, Chris Carter, of course, which, by the way, that reminds me of a tweet. Yo, Chris Carter, this coming from Charles Woodson. I hear you sneak one in with Michigan this morning. We coming, P. Shrags. You didn't even stick oh, up boy. for me. <laughs> P. Shrags, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Are you not going to stick up for Hammer the, either? What's going on? 
I love it, Will, that we got gold jackets watching the show and chiming in. I'm embarrassed. I probably should have stood up for it. My wife is a Michigan alum. I could have stopped up. I just stayed quiet. I stayed Hey, oh. John Navarre and Chad Henney are not walking in that room anytime soon. I need to see a win, okay? Chris Carr, what was it, 3,000 how many days? 3,611 on one Twitter account, 3,616 on the other Twitter account. Yeah, it's been a, been a minute, Michigan. Long time. All right, it's been a minute. Um, Let's now get to Hammer Time, though. Let me explain what this segment is. My name is Peter Schrager. That is Matt Hamilton. We met each other in 2016. He met Kay, he met Kylie, he met Nate. He's been with us since day one. He also gives us a lot of great insight, a wonderful producer. And this guy is going to give you some thoughts on what you should look for this weekend. Take it away, Hammer. Well, you're going to love this. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at Patrick Mahomes and why I think he turned a corner during last week's game at Washington. Hmm. Now, we know that Mahomes can make the phenomenal, jaw-dropping, acrobatic plays but sometimes he goes to that well a little too often. I know it's not nearly as fun, but when he's truly at the top of his game, he's making the right reads and getting the ball out on time. Mahomes' arm talent is so good, the personnel at his disposal is electric, and the play design from Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy is spectacular. Good things are going to happen when he stays within the framework of the offense. Now let's look at what happens when Mahomes goes outside of that framework uh -oh. are you saying a little too often. Serious. These type of mistakes are a big reason why the Chiefs have dropped a couple of games they probably shouldn't have in the early goings of this season. Yes, what, part of what makes Mahomes so great is his ability to freelance, and you don't want to take that out of his game. But he's at his most successful when he reserves the backyard ball for when he absolutely needs it. Mm -hmm. It's encouraging that he showed signs of figuring that out last week, especially in the second half against Washington. This Sunday, he faces a Titans defense that's bottom 10 against the pass. If he builds off of his success from this past week, he should absolutely light it up again. And guys, DraftKings Sportsbook has one of their famous weekly specials on this game, and it's a fun one. They're giving plus 100 odds for Mahomes and Derrick Henry to combine for over 449 and a half passing and rushing yards. Given what I just showed you, what we know Derrick Henry can do, mm -hmm. and the fact that the Chiefs have had a bottom five run defense this season, that number really caught my attention. So what do you guys make of Mahomes so far this year? I got a few hundred. I love that. I love how it's back to the fundamentals. Reading the safety, not trying to force the ball. And you put the plays in there that really cost them a couple potential chances to win the game. Yeah. Awesome. And, and even that Browns play, you know, they don't pick up the first down there. They punted the ball back to the Browns. Luckily, the defense was able to stop them, but it gave the Browns a chance to win that game. They're lucky they didn't lose that one as so well. So one half against Washington shows that they can figure it out and not play hero ball all the time. They have the discipline. He has well, the discipline. Even the great athletes, it's, it's about getting back to the basics. If he gets back to the basics, you're going to get back to those results that you're talking about. Okay, I tried to I'd make eye contact saying the yeah. desk seven times. I apologize. It's all good. You know, this is why we should not be comparing quarterbacks to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I'd like that to stop in the league. And I think people have good intentions. With Mahomes, though, you're talking about a magician to some degree. With Josh Allen, you're talking about a guy with absolute tremendous accountability and work ethic who has absolutely worked for everything he's had. He's had to do it, and he's embraced it. But they're both great quarterbacks, and I always cringe when even coaches sometimes will say, well, Josh Allen did it, as if there's a blueprint. There's not a blueprint hmm. for a Mahomes and for a Josh Allen who are different guys. But both get it done at such a high level. But I, I, I wish for five seconds we wouldn't hear a comparison with a young guy who hasn't done much 
to these guys who are two of the best in the league. What do you got, and it's a great point. Even I coach high school. I'm coaching high school quarterbacks this year, and my quarterback Austin, he loves Patrick Mahomes. But I'm like, you don't want to copy. Not everybody can do what he does. You want to watch guys that have great fundamentals and, you know, build your fundamental skills. And, yeah, Peter, I know you love Mahomes. I mean, that's the thing. I would never tell, I would never cage that bird. But you're right. He's been sloppy this year. Um, we're going to see this weekend. He's going to have to score some points. And I want to watch what Austin does. Stop being Mahomes, Austin. Look, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And during Week 7, new customers can bet. $5 on their team to win. And if they do, you can walk away with $200. Plus, new fantasy players can play free for your share of millions this season when you make your first deposit. Use the promo code GMFB when you sign up. Good job, Hammer. Huge matchup in the AFC North. It's the Ravens. They sit alone there. Uh, atop of it, they're 5-1. Joe Burrow and the 4-2 and two Bengals are headed to M&T Bank Stadium to do their thing. What ultimately, Chris, do you think is going to decide the win here in this epic game? Well, we know what Baltimore is going to do. From a defensive standpoint, we know Wink Martindale is going to come after the quarterback. They're going to be physical. They're going to try to get tackles for losses and sacks. But what has been the difference in this Bengals team, not only Joe Burrows, but their wide receivers' ability to build get open week in and week out throughout the season. And regardless, teams have tried to mix up the coverages. They've played against some good teams, Vikings, Packers. They played man-to-man. Their young receiving crew was able to get open. They played zone. They're able to sit and find the soft spots in the zone. For young wide receivers, for me, I'm shocked at their overall route running ability and understanding of the passing game early in their careers. Let's see if they can handle the heat, though, because the Ravens are coming. You mentioned Wink Martindale's defense. They send, they send, they send. They got to watch. Tavon Young is the name to watch. He plays the nickel. And as much as we know Calais Campbell and we know about Oa and all those guys, Tavon Young is going to have a couple sacks in this game. He's going to be in Burrow's face. Can they handle the heat? It's coming. Is this team for real, the Bengals? I don't know. It's in Baltimore, and Baltimore is sending the entire defensive unit in all sorts of sub-packages. What about Lou Anarumo's defense, which is a top-five scoring defense? They acquired, what, five uh, starters on their defense over the offseason and traded for B.J. Hill, so it's remade. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie, there we go. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the best of the the group, and, and at corner, which is obviously the premium position. But they're not fluky. I don't look at the times I've seen the Bengals. I don't look at them and say they got lucky or fluky. They're pretty good, and their quarterback gives them that alpha at the top yes. of that roster. Yeah, they're pretty good, but they've really only faced the Packers as far as like stifling offenses. I know that I'm, I'm really I'm okay. I'm looking at at that defense and seeing if they can hang up. But also Lamar has to hold on to the football. He's been really good, but I'm looking at the numbers. Bottom five among quarterbacks and turnovers. Only Zach Wilson, Mahomes, Sam Darnold, and Trevor Lawrence have given up more. So he's got to overcome those mistakes to keep it going to get that Ravens team the win. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're now joined by a top three pick and a man who describes himself as a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> Fittingly, he plays in a stadium nicknamed the Death Star and is part of one of the most improved defensive fronts that we have in the NFL. Please welcome Raiders defensive tackle, fan favorite, show favorite, Solomon Thomas. <laughs> Thanks What's for joining on, us, Chris? big fella. Let's talk about last week. We know with all the controversy surrounding the mm-hmm. head coach, what the team is going through. Can you take me through what you and your actual teammates discussed, one thing, and what was the vibe on the practice field after these decisions that the Raiders were going to move on from their former coach, John Gruden? Yes, sir, definitely. Um, last week, you know, was an emotional, tough week uh, for all of us. Um, you know, you don't expect to go through that, that adversity at this time in the season. Um, you know, but we came together as a team. You know, we came close and um, we united, you know, and in that adversity. And I feel like it made us stronger and closer, you know. Wednesday, we came together, you know, some leaders spoke up and we just talked about how we're going to come together and we're going to move forward and, you know, how much talent and how much potential we have in this team and how, you know, we can't waste time in this league and we have to take advantage of this time. Um, you know, and that's what we did. And, and you know, Wednesday we came out and we practiced hard um, and we got better and better. And, you know, to get a win and to, you know, to put all that behind us and just just focus on this team. And um, it just meant a lot to go get that win and, and, you know, just get that off our back so we can continue to grow as a team and get better. Solomon, we love having you on the show. We've been having you on the show since you were a college prospect. So to see you now so happy and so fulfilled there in Las Vegas means a lot to us. But I got to go back to last week's game. And Josh Jacobs had a quote, and I know you don't speak for him, and he doesn't speak for you, but he said it was like there was no anxiety out there on the sideline. And Chris mm-hmm. Carter mentioned that earlier. What was it like on game day looking over there and saying, hey, wait, Rich Passaccia can coach a little bit too, and there's a different feel to this mm-hmm. team? Yeah, no, it was it was an awesome feeling. You know, you know, we love Coach Passaccia. You know, he takes care of us. You know, he pours into us. You know what people don't understand about special teams coaches sometimes, you know, they're the, they're the coaches we're worth the most. And they coach every player every day. So, you know, he's someone who we have a close relationship with and we want to do amazing for. And so, you know, he's someone who wanted to, you know, go work hard for. And, you know, seeing him on the sidelines, you know, was a breath of fresh air. And just how we came together that week. And all we wanted to do was play that game that week. You know, we had dealt with so much in the media, so much on and off the field with the adversity going on. And, you know, to finally get to game day, it was like recess. You know, we can go play and 
you know, forget about everything else and just go go play for the guy beside us and go play for our brothers. You know, it was a special moment for sure. Solomon, I feel like I've watched you grow up in this league. It's good to see you. As always, quick shout out to your mom, Martha, who we love. And I'm sure she's watching or will watch this and she wakes up. Thanks for waking up with us on the West Coast. I want to ask you about this past 12 to 13 months. They've been quite a journey for you. You tore your ACL week two. You underwent not one, not two, not three, mm. four surgeries. Now you're back on the field mm -hmm. and you're second on the team in sacks. What did you learn about yourself during that period? Um, you know, I learned a lot in those last 12 months. Like you said, you know, a lot of time, you know, with myself, a lot of time rehabbing, a lot of time missing the game. You know, it was it was hard to be away from the game that long, you know, during the ACL watching the Niners play, not being with my teammates. You know, I felt like I finally came into my spot. I felt like I was a leader. I felt like I was like, you know, finally that player. Um, and to tear my ACL, like, really tore me apart. But, um, you know, I learned a lot of patience, learned a lot about myself, you know, really learned how to approach the mental game, you know, football, and a lot about, you know, my mental preparation. You know, I have two different mental coaches I work with. I learned how to meditate better. I learned how to journal better. Um, and it's really, like, kind of unlocked that part of the game for me. And, you know, I'm starting to get more comfortable in the field, just starting to get that feel back. And, you know, it's it's a really cool feeling to have. And, you know, just trying to get better every game and take advantage of, of my time in this league. Solomon, it's Kim, and it's so nice to meet you in this environment. I appreciate getting to ask you a question off the field. This offseason, you and your family launched the defensive line. It's a foundation that helps youth focus on their mental health. Why was it important for you to use your platform as a football player to bring that kind of an awareness to the mental health part of the deal? Um, definitely, yeah. So the mental health world is very personal to me. You know, I lost my big sister Ella in 2018 to suicide. And, um, you know, I know what it's like to see her go through her pain. Um, I know what it's like to, for my family to go through the pain that we, we go through every day from losing Ella and just going everything on with COVID, um, you know, knowing what all these kids are going through and the isolation, the anxiety, the depression, just on the, all the uncertainty going around this world. Uh, we knew how important it was you know, to use my platform to make sure, you know, kids knew that there was a light to let them know that they're not alone and to, you know, to teach, you know, anyone, you know, any coach, any teacher, any facilitator, anyone above, you know, the youth in this world, um, to teach them how to have the language, uh, to talk about mental health, how to create a safe mental health environment, you know, for their children and, and for their students and for their players, um, to show them the crisis resources that they need, to show them how to look out for signs, you know, if their children um, or the youth are struggling or need help, we just want to stop suicide. And, you know, I thought to use my platform was my responsibility, um, you know, for going through what I've been through with my sister, through going through what I've been through with my own journey with mental health. Um, you know, I just want to normalize it and, and let people know it's okay to not be okay. You know, it's okay to get for help and that, you know, you're not alone in this fight and, you know, you're, the world is better with you. Um, and doing that, we can stop suicide. You're incredible. Yep. You're an incredible young man. I can't, I can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you yep. sharing your story and your experience. Um, I love that you also are bringing it onto the field to contribute. So tell us what you're doing every time you record a sack this season. And maybe we can encourage some other defensive linemen to join in on the defensive line. Why don't you take the moment to share? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So yesterday, you know, I announced that um, for every sack I get this season, you know, I'm pledging $8,000 to the defensive line, you know, and this money will go towards suicide prevention workshops, you know, women going to schools, businesses and, and locker rooms for these coaches, facilitators and teachers, um, you know, so we can teach them, you know, how to create a safe mental health environment for those crisis resources and just help their kids, you know, um, you know, make it through this time, just create a foundation and a healthy environment for mental health. But, um, you know, every time I get a sack, you know, I'm pledging $8,000 to my foundation and, you know, I would love to encourage all football players out there to 
pledge in some way they can, you know, it could be a dollar a yard, a dollar tackle. It doesn't have to be what I'm pledging, but you know, it's just dear to my heart. And I want to show people that I'm invested, that this is really personal to me, that this means a lot to me. And, you know, it's motivation for me to even get more sacks and I want to rack up the bill this year and and help out, help out as much as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Solomon Thomas, we love and are inspired by you. What a way to start the weekend with you and the impact you're making on and especially off of the field. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Sally. Thank you all so much for having me. All the best. Time for another mad minute. I have a challenge for you three. We're going to get through all the games. All the games we're supposed to in a true 60-second. You guys down? Let's do it. Let's do it, and let's start with that one. Let's start with the Buccaneers and the Bears. What are you looking for? Eeny, meeny, miny, Chris. Tom Brady continues to get the ball to all of his weapons. They're going to attack this defense, and also they're going to have a lot of uh, double teams on Khalil Mack. Um, looking at Quinn, he might not play. He's in the COVID protocol. Probably not going to be there available. So extra protection, tight ends, extra backs on Khalil Mack. Make sure Tom Brady doesn't feel the pressure. I feel like there him. was so much expectations for Fields last week to be in Soldier Field and play against Rodgers, and they lost. Now you have to go and get on the bus and go to Tampa mm-hmm. and play Tom Brady. This is a cra- this is the biggest age differential between any mm-hmm. quarterbacks in NFL history. That's the stat I read. Mm-hmm. Brady wow. and Fields. Hey, Fields, let's go have a day. Let's see what we can do. I would like to see that young man play well and try to get the win. Yeah, good luck with that. You know, <laughs> you know Tom Brady still remembers losing to the Bears last year. Wasn't that the timeout yep. or the, yeah. the fourth down mm-hmm. or what yeah. down are we on? Yep. Should I throw it here or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, I know they're injured. I know they're all banged up. Brady will be fine on Sunday. Yeah, it is a rematch of that infamous fourth down game from last year. Wait, good yep. call by you, Kim. Uh, Thank you. Moving on, the Panthers come to the Big Apple to. <laughs> oh, did you guys hear that sound? Oh, that sound effect out of Kim. Ah, they're facing the Giants. What are you looking for here, Kim? Here's what I think. If after week six, a head coach in the NFL has to tell his team he's going to watch the tape to see who's giving effort, that team is probably in trouble. Now, can the New York Giants beat the Panthers at home? They can. They probably should to change a narrative that is beginning way too early in the season (laughs) and is way too familiar to the Giants franchise. Well put. I'm looking for Sam Darnold and and Robbie Anderson to get back on track. Robbie dropped three, four, five balls last week as they come back to Jersey playing in very, very familiar surroundings for them to get that passing offense in sync. I'm with Kim on this. If this one starts out 10-0 Panthers, put the Oof. game on mute because this this fan base has had it up to here with the And you know what else they don't like him? This is something that I'm just yep. They don't like being soaked in this nostalgia constantly yep. and being yep. banged over the head with the 2011 team and the Eli and the Strahan and the Victor Cruz. Like, huh. There's a good bunch of players. That go win a game Peter, at home. is this you surveying the Giants this is or my, is that you this is and living, the Giants? This is living in this uh, market, okay. knowing local radio. And also knowing a lot of good friends who are season ticket holders mm-hmm. who are, quite frankly, sick of seeing David Deal and Sean O'Hara every weekend would like to watch their own team celebrate them, this new team, and not just always be looking in the back in the rear view. I hope they're listening in that locker room. Panthers have watched. Those guys we love. I mean, yeah. I mean come it's, on. It's the concept yeah. of, hey. They're sick of watching them. <laughs> the concept. Hey, remember these teams? Yeah. You get it. It's not Panthers have won three yeah, straight over the Giants. It is a Dave Gettleman revenge game for those wondering. Oh, Next. so much mm. there. We need a segment on <laughs> that. Uh-huh. Oh, we have the Eagles. Sorry, I thought you were going to go. The Eagles heading to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. What has you excited about this one? Shregs, go. You know, it's it, there's a Philly Inquirer headline in a cover that said, start Joe Flacco this week. And I think that rattled a lot of cages. But this is it for Jalen Hurts. Like, they have three first-round picks next year. And right now, if those picks came to fruition, I think it's the second, the sixth, and the 15th. You can package those. You can go get Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. You can play with all that. 
or this quarterback starts rattling off some wins and makes an argument that, hey, go get me some support. I'm fascinated to see Jalen Hurts this weekend in Las Vegas. Is it me and it may be me? I feel like the Raiders, as I'm talking about the roster, the players, mm -hmm. the, the, the coaches who remain, I feel like they've kind of all for one, one for all that, and, and are, are, are poised to move on and have positive things happen this season and, and good for them on that yeah. count. Really, really good for them. A nugget came out of Las Vegas and I'm going to the game uh, this weekend. Josh Jacobs says, I've never experienced such calmness on the sideline. Mm. Now, this is a guy that came from Alabama. <laughs> In the first game with Gruden, what happened? X's and O's, no. It's a lot cooler over here with that dude being gone. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. All three of last year's interim head coaches won their first game at the helm. Uh, just as Mr. Pisaccia did last Sunday. None of those guys went on to win the next game as well, just putting that out mm. there. It's the Watt and Hopkins revenge game. The Cardinals hosting the Texans. What are we looking for here, Hall of Famer? We are looking at the same guy because okay. we're going to talk about our MVP candidate as he continues to build on it from lack of respect, not necessarily at this table, but over to my left. Kyler Murray's played amazing. <laughs> wow! And, and I believe his highlight tape continues this weekend. Shrakes. Yeah, as if I'm not you the biggest Kyler, Kyler fan. I love what he does. And I, I love what he's doing. Biggest. Uh, not the biggest. You guys can be the biggest <laughs> no, Kyler great. fans. You mentioned J.J. Watt. I think this is interesting. J.J. Watt, not only is he going up against the Texans, where he's a three-time defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt was really good last week, and this defense is really good. Now, a lesser team, maybe the Houston Texans catch him off guard. I think the Cardinals roll. I think this might have, like, 50-burger possibilities. Yeah. I think it might be one of these games where it gets real ugly. And I'm saying this to maybe get the Texans Whipple, here. Whipple. But I think, I think our boy Spencer Whipple might have a thing in store. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Cardinals all day on this one. This is a fast-moving segment. This will be my fastest answer ever. I don't have much for you on this one. Yeah. I, this one's a, a no-doubt. Not they've a trap got, game. No doubt. This one, they can be 7-0. Then they've got the yep. Packers on a short week Thursday night. They've yep. never gone 8-0 as a franchise. That would be fun to see. Mm -hmm. Finally, Sunday Night Football brings us the Colts. They're headed to San Francisco, probably running there on the back of Jonathan Taylor to take on the Niners. Kim, what are you looking for? I think with the Niners, I think we're still looking at a team that, that can be something and, and can create an identity. I'm just not sure where that's going to begin, to be honest with you, Chris. Mm -hmm. There are going to be several teams that are going to come from the pack. Mm -hmm. as we transition okay. into November and everything, and I believe that the Colts, because someone has been constantly talking about the Colts and their players and fantasy <laughs> and everything, watch for the Colts. As we start to change from Halloween into Thanksgiving, can they be one of those teams in that four-week span yeah. to build, become I hope so. contenders compared to pretenders? And, uh, right? it's the, the hard knocks in season is the Colts. What an interesting team to pick. I like Colts, and now all of a sudden they are one of the most interesting, mm -hmm. interesting teams. Like, I think they can win this game. It, this is one of those ones where they're really good up front. <clears throat> they lost that heartbreaking game to Baltimore, mm -hmm. and they didn't let that linger. They went and they kicked butt the next week. I, I feel like they can go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers this weekend, and suddenly you're 3-4 and four in a wide-open AFC. Who knows? The season could be safe. When does that start, that whole NCAA? I think in November. In November. I mean, this, this is a Defoe fun game for him, I'm sure. Oh. This will be a... a little revenge game for DeForest Buckner. I didn't even Buckner. think about that until yeah. we love DeForest Buckner yes, here on do. the show, so I love that for him. I will just note that the Colts have won four straight over the Niners straight. The last time San Francisco beat Indy was back in 2001. Payton was there for the Colts. Who was the Niners quarterback? 2001? I'm going to say Tim Rattay was their quarterback. Oh, close. <laughs> Jeff, Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia in 01. Some trivia to keep straight on his toes here. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 